What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. And it's our 50th episode. We're, we're bringing it in style. Happy anniversary, gentlemen. Well, I guess it's not our anniversary. We just had a whole conversation about it. Yeah, well, it's our 50th on the 49th episode because for the 50th episodes, ladies and gentlemen, we will be watching Doctor Strange. Yes. All right, all right. Our year mark is actually like June 4th, so we might as well just celebrate it all right now. So, Which isn't to say we won't celebrate it again later. <laughs> but while we're here, yo, happy 50, guys. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. What's going on? What are you watching this week? What are you playing? What are hey, you- hey, man, I want my introduction. Oh, shoot. My bad. Yo, Who we got? Who's I the lineup? I thought about 50 episodes. We already know. But in case you don't, I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson. We got Christopher St. Victor. We got Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you reading? What's what are you going watching? on? What are you so my week was good. I actually went to the, my comic book store this week to shout out to Carpe Diem Comics in McKinney. I think Carpe Diem is uh, Latin for whale's vagina, but I don't yeah. think that's uh, well. Yeah. Seize the day, maybe. <laughs> 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 but um, I actually went with 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 my son. We're actually looking for Moon Knight trades, which mm. obviously they were sold out. Because the one time a year I'm actually ready to read. They don't have what I want to read. But what I did cop was the Department of Truth. Wow. Did you start it? Not yet. Not yet. I just picked it up yesterday. But Jack, I, you know he's not going to read that comic book. I, no, he oh, will. He will read, read it. This. And next week, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Yeah, the art is dope. It can. And I remember this because Jack had talked about it. And then it, and I asked him, you know, I'm looking for something. And he's like, first he said, something's killing the children. But yeah. he was out of number one. He's like, read this. And I'm like, my boy Jack was talking about it. So yeah. I'm going to get out So of for those of you out there, the Department of Truth is a comic book, which the backdrop of it, and I'm not giving anything away, really. The backdrop of it is what if you lived in a world where the most shared belief by people actually became the truth? And that's kind of the backdrop of it. So you have uh, the Department of Truth is a government, secret government organization trying to kind of keep the world from tearing itself apart isn't that the world we live in now kind of pretty close Mm. so like what if the salem witch trials actually happened because there were witches because people believed it into existence what if the world at one point was flat because people believed it was flat stuff like that the department of truth nice chris nice rich what's up with you man uh nothing snow piercer came back on so we're on that. That's season three of Snowpiercer. Mm. Oh, Sne- Snowpiercer. Yeah. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been running through that. I'm on episode six. Um, watching Home Economics. It's been a little joy of mine. It's mediocre at best. But other than that, uh, that's all because I've been doing other things, you know? studying and whatnot so growing up stuff adult yeah 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 i haven't really been playing games and watching too much tv who signed up for this grown-up stuff nonsense rich not playing games that sounds like i told myself when i was younger that i was gonna grow up so i could play video games all day and i was completely lying to myself (laughs) (laughs) facts man jack what's up with you um well i've been uh, continuing to watch the pacific rim anime 
we started watching last week. I'm enjoying it. I'm not through yeah. it yet, but I'm still enjoying it. Then I watched a lot of content that is not our content or even adjacent to our content, but it's what I watched, so I'll tell you about it. I watched uh, The First Lady, which is a series. Viola Davis plays one of the – it should be, in my opinion, it should be called The First Ladies with an S because what the content is really about is The First Ladies, all of them. So it kind of jumps throughout time. And we're introduced to presidents and their wives kind of right around the time before they got to office or ran for office or took power. And Viola Davis is getting some interesting reviews and feedback based off her performance for this series. So I thought I'd check it out because Viola Davis, in my opinion, is one of beast. <laughs> she's a beast. She's one of the most phenomenal actors out there right now. And it was interesting because watching it, I did not necessarily agree with some of the feedback I was hearing. Um, she She's playing Michelle Obama, and sometimes an actor will anchor a performance on a thing that helps them tap into the role really easy. Maybe it's a dialect, it's a mannerism, it's a something. And it seems like she anchored her performance towards this facial gesture mm. and a, a way she, a mouth movement, the way she talked. And And so then I had to check out videos of Michelle Obama talking. And yes, Michelle Obama does it, but she doesn't do it all of the time. And Viola is doing it all the time. And so it really stands out in a kind of you notice it for the wrong reasons kind of way, mm. even though her performance is still good. So anyways, not to, that was really long winded. So I watched First Ladies. Um, I watched Spencer, which is um, Princess Diana's story. And not to be negative on some of the stuff I watched, but that movie was impossibly hard to get through. Like if you thought death on the Nile was, I think you said trash can water at one point, this movie was on unbearably. I mean, I watched it, but I didn't enjoy it. And I'm not sure why I stuck it through. I guess there are actually two, two kinds of people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two kinds of people. And uh, I had to finish it. I also watched this movie called the survivor, which this one was rough. It's a uh, it's set in the Holocaust, and it's a real life story about a guy who was in a concentration camp, and he was made to box fight other people in the concentration camp for sport, um, for the amusement and enjoyment of the SS guards, right? And what he didn't know going into it was he was fighting for his life, and so if you lost the round, you got shot in the head or something, you know, this was really, ah, it was gut-wrenching movie, but the actor who played the lead role was um, Ben Foster. Ben Foster plays the lead. And I have always liked Ben Foster's work. He's incredible in this. Incredible. Like the transformation he went through for this role blew my mind. That's how good he was. And I always think Ben Foster is good, but he was beyond good in this um that's been my week i've been watching a lot of heavy dramas (laughs) it sounds like it in the feelings huh real in the feelings fair enough man uh i my week was pretty uneventful until friday because it was just too busy it was like rich adulting i got very little gaming in played a little death loop just enough to play the first 10 minutes it's it's dope but it's such a team on the ps Yes. Yes, oh, right. yes, sir. But not enough to like feel like I actually played it. Just enough to like tease myself. Are the graphics insane? They are, 
but like I haven't gotten to experience it in, in full enough yet. So, you know, you know, but it's, it's freaking great. And the, the loading time is like non-existent. I mean, it, it, it's fantastic. Uh, Rich, I was going to text you, man, because I started watching this movie, this anime film on Netflix that dropped called The Bubble or Bubble. I got to save, yeah. It's good. I only watched, I haven't finished it yet, but so far I'm like, this is, this is pretty good. It's just like that. It's, it's in that heartfelt anime category. Um, okay. Very heartfelt. Um, and then I dropped everything because Ozark dropped. So <laughs> I got to finish up some Ozark. Ozark's been dropped. That's part two of the last season just dropped oh. on the 29th. So got to watch it all before, you know, Twitter and Instagram ruins the entire ending. And so, this is the final season, right? Yeah. Final season. These are the last uh bunch of episodes so all in of course watch moon Knight, enjoyed it and that's that's pretty much been my week man my week um chris i got a question for you man what's the question Lawrence? i got a question for you i'm listening how many billionaires does it take to create a superhero hmm. how many billionaires does it take to create a superhero three Two die and one never gets over it. You get it? Two I die it. and one never yeah, gets over it. I get it. That's a little rough and morbid, but I get it. That's <laughs> right. a little rough. I got it. Since it's a special episode, I got another one for you. Hopefully, okay. this next one's better than the first. <laughs> yeah. Let's just mock, a de- mock parents' death. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, my wife was, uh, she was photographing some superheroes last night. And I suggested to her to turn the flash on. <laughs> and uh, and what did she do? Turn the flash on. Were you upset that she turned on the flash? A little bit, but then, you know. <laughs> but who can blame her? It's the flash, right? It's Barry, baby. <laughs> so back to the billionaire thing. Yes. By, by those standards, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day. Batman's worth like $100 billion, something like that. Elon Musk is worth like almost $300 billion. And he's so, not a superhero. He's wasting his potential. And okay. Jeff Bezos. There's a, we have a and Jeff Bezos looks like Lex Luthor. We have a post like, pending right now that's going to come out asking that same exact question on Instagram. What are these guys doing wrong? Because if we had that money, look, Lawrence and I didn't have that money. Lawrence we and I did. Had our <laughs> had our we didn't have that money. <laughs> but, well, you don't have it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were already making plans. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's real. That's real, man. But I guess if you have all that money and have so much to live for, you can probably do things like, you know, further your police department's reach, you know, take a political investment in impoverished communities. You probably could do a lot with a billion dollars mm-hmm. and not just up as a bat and <laughs> beat people up. Yeah, but know, we're talking about hundreds city. of billions. You're right, Jack. I'm this I dropped the ball. You're right. You're right. But let's slow it down, man. For those of you just joining us right now, you know, we are here because we we love geek culture, man. We love this stuff. So I want to know what brought you guys to the dance? Like, what brought you to the dance? What what made you guys fall in love with this stuff? And what kept you in love with this stuff? That's interesting. So this is a departure from our normal conversations. I guess it truly is 50th on the 49th. 50 on the 49th. 49th. That's, that's a merch. It's a t-shirt if I've ever heard one. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, so what brought you to the dance? For me, it was comic books, I think. 
Mm. Like comic books were kind of my first interaction with it. And there was all kinds of stuff that I guess kept me here and enriched the, enriched the experience. But comic books growing up were affordable, way more than they are now. And there were great cartoons I used to watch. But they were like the old school ones, like Superman fighting the robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Flesher joints. Old school. Yeah. Like constantly. It was that kind of stuff that I guess brought me to the dance originally. And my dad was always into like trading cards and stuff like that. And as a kid, he kind of instilled in us, find something you like and collect it. And so we collected toys and comics as kids. Yeah. Chris? I think for me, it wasn't so much comic books. It was really toys, toys and cartoons. And as I got older, it, it, it developed into comics. It developed into, you know, cards and comics. But I didn't actually start reading comics until, really, until I was an adult. No, we yes. used to go all the time. We, we used to go. I used to collect, but we talk about really, really read. Uh-huh. Like really, really get. So you know what? You know what actually got me really back into comics was you let me borrow Trinity, oh. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, that and that and that's what started my my love of trades because right now I really I'll buy comics here and there, but. Really, what I buy is I buy trades. I'm really in it for the stories now as I'm get, I've gotten older. I'm really about toys and then just the stories itself. Yeah. So that's but what, what what started it was definitely cartoons and toys. And then yeah. just never let go. Rich? Uh, for me, it would be toys and then mainly uh, video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wasn't into, like, I had comics, but I really wasn't, like, into comics like the rest of you. I wasn't going every week to find, to get the latest uh I was about to say episode, the latest issue that continues on with the story. Like all my comics are like in no di- particular order, no particular uh, brand. But uh, yeah, video games were my thing. Like my whole household came together with video games. Pretty much watching my dad play uh, Nintendo. That was the first system that we had. Um, watching my dad play Nintendo, Tiger Hilly. Um, I used to, that was actually one of the, one of the few the very few bonding moments I had with my mother, we used to sit there and play Legend of Zelda and she mm. would draw out the maps for the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was it. And my, Your mom would straight up draw the maps of the dungeons? Yeah. Some, somewhere around here, I still got the the uh, the spiral notebook with the with the maps. That's wow. cool. It's amazing. And, um, and, and my little brother, uh, he would uh, break the, we used to have the, the joystick controller. And yeah. he broke it like two times, and I was just getting so <laughs> mad. But yeah, but yeah, just sitting, sitting around, uh, watching him play. Um, as we got older, watching him play video games. Um, uh, mainly the, the Final Fantasies, just yeah. watching the story unfold, and then like we'll be doing that. And then as we got older, I'll I'll sit there and talk about my day. He'll talk about his day, and yeah, that's video games was pretty much the main one. Wow. Like Mars would have to, to drag me out the house. At times. Really, real. This dude on the, the basement window. I'm like, this dude would take a play. dump with his game gear. Take it a step further. I will bring in the Nintendo 64 and the small TV that we had, and like, yo, I'm gonna sit there and just take my dump and play video games. <laughs> oh, That's a man. lot of planning for a dump. A lot of dumping. <laughs> it was so hard to get Rich to come outside sometimes. <laughs> yo, I think for me, man, it's similar to Chris. It's it's uh, toys and cartoons, and I think I didn't realize it then, but looking back and watching those documentaries now, they didn't have 
have like cartoons and then toys of that cartoon drop simultaneously like before the 80s like that it's kind of unique to us I thought it always been so like having He-Man and He-Man toys and Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters toys and Turtles and Turtles toys. I was so caught up in that, that that was kind of what got me in was like, I loved what I was watching. Then I can go play it myself. Yep. Um, and then comics similar to Rich, I would have like an issue here, issues all over the place, no connected story, no like full story, probably until um, Funeral for a Friend. Probably until that Superman death arc is when I finally like had like a stack yeah. of comics where I can read the complete story. Yeah. And uh, Jack kind of got me back in because I always loved it. And as I got older, appreciated the movies. But when college, when Jack was the biggest super, I, like unashamed Superman fan, this guy would have Superman stuff all over his dorm and stuff. And I'm like, yo. Bet I'm about to bring all my Batman toys to college. He did I, yo, too. I'm about to bring them all. I'm about we to were show like, you. People, people were like, "Are you guys the guys with all the action figures in the window?" <laughs> no, because we split our dorm in half. Superman and Batman, and the big window that faced the courtyard was split in half with Superman toys and Batman toys. And, and then when I had to leave campus because I couldn't afford tuition, and so my alternative was not living on campus anymore, Lawrence got stuck with a roommate. And the whole rest of the year, all I got to hear of was how I ditched him. <laughs> he did ditch me. <laughs> in half the window. <laughs> but um, that's kind of what brought me back, man. You know, being allowed to be a kid again. And, and growing up, you kind of kind of losing and get it back but um nice man i just wanted to people to get to know us a little bit better and we're going to talk about what we have in our toy chest our comic book shelves the video game kits we're gonna go down the street make a left of the light or right at the stop sign that brings us to the collector's corner digging into your crates gentlemen what do you got well since i've got a track record of showing y'all my box I will show you. Let's see your box, baby. Let me see. I will show you my biggest box. Mm. All these boxes I've made by hand. So you're not going to get a great view, but I'll take better pictures for you to post. Let me move the mic out of the way a little bit, and I'm going to lower the camera. Mm. So back here in the corner, you see is it's a it looks kind of like a bench. It's on wheels, about 16 inches high or so, and it's got hydraulic hinge. Ooh. Oh my God, Jack! Oh, Ooh, all right. And inside it, I have all my graded comics. Did you build that, so, Jack? Yeah, yeah, I built this by hand, and then the whole wall is it's a couple thousand stickers on top of each other. I'll take some better pictures, but you have. I mean, there's really, there's everything. There's Sonic, Ninja Turtles, uh, Demon Slayer, Mighty Mouse. Who's got a million dollars in that box? Well, there's, <laughs> I don't know about that, but there's definitely probably 20,000 easy. Woo! So on this side, all the way over, we have the graded comics. Then you have hard chill graded, not graded yet. These are the ones I want to get graded. So that one's got my, like, uh, my Daredevil number sevens in this section. My... What Avengers number one is over there. These ones are like hard shell, just fun ones that are still valuable, not super valuable. And on this side, we have room for expansion. So here's the box, and I'll show you one thing out of the box. Shall we? Let's go to the graded section. There's still a handful we haven't seen yet. This is like I'm still on the call, the build call in that box, Jack. Sick. Well, you know, I make a lot, the majority of my money I make as a carpenter. So when a carpenter has free time, they like to make things for themselves. Yeah. All right. I'll show you. Okay, I'll show you this one. 
This is Batman number 100. And there's something really interesting when you get a grade like this. This is a 9.9. So fair market value is based on a 9.8 for the most part. 9.8 is like, that's your mint. That's your creme de la creme. You don't really get much better than that. Tens are pretty much impossible to find. If you have a 10, you can kind of make your own price tag on it. And a 9.9 is kind of in between a 9.8 and a 10. Literally, it is in between a 9.8 and a 10. <laughs> so a 9.8 of this uh, same comic is valued at, I think, about 120, 150 bucks, something like that. So a 9.9, I don't know. What do you guys feel like it's worth? 500? Yeah, I think 500 right. sounds fair. It's a 9.9. Sounds good to and me. And they, they tend to start jumping exponentially with these decimal points near the end. Like a 9.6 might be worth 50 bucks, whereas a 9.8, 150 bucks. So 9.9? I don't know. I think maybe 500 sounds fair to me. <laughs> I think you're not, it's like a thousand. I, see a thousand. <laughs> I don't know. It's, and then, then the real question is really what can you sell a thing for that someone will buy it from you for? Right. right, that's always the, val- the factor. I'm gunning for my tens. I have one, and I'm actually bidding on one right now. I'm in the middle of a bid right now, guys, which is fun for me. And I'm actually bidding on a ten. And the ten, I think, is probably worth. Uh, it's a new comic. Um, a nine point eight is valued at a couple hundred bucks, and I think a ten sold last year for. 1500 the same comic sure, so man. right now i got 60 dollars. i got 60 dollars on the bid i got a timer set the bid ends in 20 minutes i'm willing to go up to i don't know 150 ish for it maybe see okay. if i can add a zero in value if i get it i'm so happy we're gonna be like doing the podcast in real yes. time and we'll, update we'll, us we'll see like if you win or not get it yeah. man. we'll Fingers see for you brother get it Thanks. get it get it chris what's up with you Oh, so today, so I'm so I've been working on my collections and my my. Look at that! Whoa! So I want to. So I've been setting up my 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 display stands. So I've been. I have. I have just a a, a shelf dedicated to Justice League. So I have two of my Green Lanterns. I do have a Hal Jordan, but he stayed inside today. Yeah. So black I have, come out today. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I have my John Stewart. From the the DC the old DC uh, the DC collectibles, uh, collectibles. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he's 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 sculpted pretty nicely, but you know you're you're limited in your articulation under these collectibles. And then I have my uh, my one from the animated series. That's good. So that this McFarlane? is actually yes, McFarlane. So this is actually uh, the Justice League Unlimited because when he was in just in regular Justice League, he had hair, and then when he came when they came out with JLU, he was bald. Yeah. So this is it. I so think this nice. is a good moment to talk about the passing of someone um yep. who actually drew the first John Stewart. Yes, he did. Image. Yes, he uh, did. Neil Neil Adams passed this last week and uh celebrated comic book artist who just happens to be the first guy to draw John Stewart as we know him. And he also created Ra's al Ghul, Man Bat, and uh, as Jack said, uh John Stewart, man. So a legend passed this week. And then Chris, you just got to show off two action figures that that man created. So yep. it's dope, man. Dope. Uh, Neil Adams, rest in peace. And thank you for just a world of just content, man. The world like yeah. there's so many Batman, Superman, and just comics we have and read that we didn't realize. 
like that art yeah. style defined those characters yeah. for and inspired characters. such a plus even alex ross was talking about how he would have never got into it if it weren't for the influence of uh neil adams so Dude, it was like his design for batman kind of became the design going forward yeah. and they, they yeah. made changes but that that the way the cowl and the way it sat on like everything kind of became that design man so thank you neil adams uh, years old. rich yeah. what you got man um i'm gonna reach in my smaller box <laughs> Ooh, oh, baby. Whoa. Uh, oh small box <laughs> yeah i've been as i've been looking at things i've noticed that um my my interest have been peaked at, into collecting evil uh versions of superheroes so case in point the uh evil batmans there are mcfarland has a whole line of evil batmans uh what are they called the the uh dark 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 knight's metal yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. but i don't our our friend is actually the voice in the animated thing of that yeah Jason jason plays um the 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 batman who laughs is that the one that's right. Putting our friendship to the test. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a McFarlane one yet, but those are coming. But I found this little guy. That Ooh. Man, this is 283. And this is the Red Death. Red Batman. Death. And let me tell you, the box is just great. It's, it's black with gold. I mean, yeah, with gold. Uh, What's that? Lettering. Metallic lettering, yeah, metallic lettering, right there. And my man, like, I don't want to take him out the box, but I do. The box is sick. You might have to yeah. double up on that one, man. Yeah. I, I, if I can find another one, I will. But my man is like, he's kind of, uh, yeah, he's like running, doing his thing. Got the evil, evil grin, you know? Oh, not grin, but you know, stare. Scout. And it yeah. looks fresh. Like, I want to get another one so I could take it out the box and just put this one in, like, a protective case. But yeah, man. That's, that's, it. Sick, now that, that's my thing now. Now I'm trying to find like evil versions of superheroes. different evil versions of superheroes yeah. in any Very form. Great. That I can. Sick, dude. Sick, sick, Rich, sick. your pop collection is getting yeah. serious, man. Rich's pop, pop collection is not to be played with. No, man. it is not a problem. It is a collection. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, me, in honor of what we spoke about, I, I dug through my comics and I pulled out this. Uh, Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill deluxe edition of Muhammad ah. the Muhammad Ali versus Superman comic. Yes. <laughs> Can I just jump off one second? I have those toys. You have these toys. Give me one second. Give me one second. Keep talking, Lars. I'll be right back. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, I was digging through the crates and stuff, and I had this sitting on the shelf. Check. I think I grabbed this when we went to DC. I saw it there and I had to grab it. Um and the artwork is freaking fantastic. Story is cr- ridiculous. Story is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he but loses I mean, the fight, doesn't he? I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't even think I've really read this. I think I just have it kind of on my shelf. But it's such a classic image, though. It's such a it's it's a it's an iconic image, really. Dude, and the and the fact that so for those of you who can't see, is everybody the uh, it's Superman versus Muhammad Ali, and you have Superman in his suit wearing boxing gloves squared off against Muhammad Ali in the ring. And it's like, and it, it's titled the greatest, you know, the greatest fight in history. And the fact that at this time, when was this published? Uh, 80s? I can't, was it the eighties or this is the late seventies? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Either way, late, late seventies, early eighties, you know, to have a black man on the cover 
who defied like Vietnam War, you know, spoke uh, spoke against uh, uh, racial injustice, very much a civil rights activist and had no problem biting his tongue as well as talked about the fact that he's openly Muslim, but he's still on the cover of Superman like that broke crazy barriers man and the fact that uh neil adams artwork is just so iconic that's why it's an iconic cover because you got a guy like neil adams that drew it chris is back i am back i am back let me see what you got man wow holy what so chris is holding up the action figures of muhammad ali and superman designed by the cover yeah right that is how have you not shown us these before really I have a lot of figures. Yes, a lot of toys, baby. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of toys, baby. <laughs> that Yo, is dope. Unbelievable. Man, we might have to sub out your collector's corner, Chris. <laughs> Just show us both. It's the 50th. There's only so nice. much space on the screen yep. on Instagram. Ah, nice, man. Nice. 1978 was that comic. Wow. So in 1978, with everything Muhammad Ali did pushing against the system, he still graced the cover of a Superman comic. Yeah, it's freaking iconic, man. Yeah, it's like, that's freaking iconic. I think it's time for some news. Yeah, it's time for the news. So, Sonic 2 is the highest grossing video game movie ever in the U.S. Is I'm that not a, surprised, dude. Is How we a, not watch this film as a wait, group and talk about it? Is that amazing or is the bar so low? How does that work? No, now hold up. It's, ever? In the U.S. ever. And we're hmm. still in pandemic times. That's fair. No, well, it's insane. But what's what's what what would it be neck and neck with? Like, what video game movie did we think was unbeatable? With the exception of Sonic One. Did Sonic One even do that good? Sonic One did well, and the reviews were strong for Sonic One. It did well, and the reviews were great for Sonic One. Yeah, but is there a video game movie slash franchise? That Resident, is, e- Resident Evil, maybe the strongest one. Maybe the longest right? running one, yeah. Yeah, but that's the strongest franchise. Everything else, we say Mario was John Leguizamo. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> John Leguizamo can play my resident Italian plumber. Look, forget that. You're telling me it, it's made more money than the Bat Batman, Dark Knight? Video like, game movie. Oh, that's very different. That's very different. Okay. <laughs> Video game. Yeah. Movie. No, in answer to your first question, the bar may be set low. I mean, we're talking yeah, Hitman, we're talking Mario, we're talking right. not not stiff competition. We're talking Double Dragon, the movie. Double Dragon. Which we know you love, Chris. Love Double Dragon. Gotta get that back-to-back fighting. Oh. <laughs> um, speaking of video game movies, looks like Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers starring Chris Pratt has been officially delayed. It will yeah, because he needs time April to figure out the accent. Or fair facts. Fair enough. Me, it's delayed Mario. April 7th. It's me, Mario. It's a Mario. <laughs> Uh, guys, Justin Lin uh, has left the Fast and the Furious 9 movie during production. Their director walked off. Justin Lin, director of Fast and the Furious, who he's responsible for, I think, four, five, and six. He's responsible for, like, bringing this franchise. Those are the good ones. ones. And then he left, and I think he came back eight, and now he's doing nine, supposed to do ten. And he left in the middle of production. And it's saying that to replace him, it's, it's costing like a million dollars a day to like keep production going while they're searching for do, a director. Do we know why? No, just speculation. They, artistic differences is, is what Between they say. him and who? There's only one person it could be. Not the reason why The Rock's not in this movie. There's only one person 
part of that film that can make the director not yep. have enough sway to walk away. Well, I'm wow. thinking you're it's, it's thinking. not Tyrese. It's not <laughs> ludicrous. It's not nope. Michelle Rodriguez. Well, it is ludicrous that this is happening. Facts. So he so, walked away. Wow. And we'll see, man. Creative I, differences. I have, I think I told the story before, but I have a firsthand account from a celebrity with his interaction with the person we may or may not be talking about, how he was even more ridiculous in real life that he's portrayed on the <laughs> this celebrity told said if i ever act like that make sure you smack me and this guy is a big time celebrity and Dude, he said like, that it was ridiculous the way he was acting the rock came out of the world of professional wrestling he's dealt with all kinds of personalities and never went public on anybody until this dude <laughs> i don't i i don't know that's wild i just know that if you were a studio there is one person you can't do this franchise without and that's the only person I can see the director walking away. Like, I can't push this guy to do what I want him to do. Uh, you know, what's funny but is that's not entirely down. true. There was a spinoff. Exactly. And it did kind of well. Yeah, but you yeah. still had Paul Walker. You had one, you, you had one of the halves in there. Paul Walker wasn't in the spinoff. No, he wasn't. He was. Wait, wait, wait. No. Vin Diesel no, still made a cameo no. in Tokyo uh, Drift. Talk, yeah, but you, you saw about two fast, two fast. Vin Diesel still made Hobbs a cameo in Tokyo Drift. Sure. Hobbs and Shaw. That wasn't even a Fast and the Furious movie. This is Fast and the Furious 9. They're saying you can't do Fast and the Furious 9. You can't do that without Vin Diesel. They're still making the movies without Paul Walker. Yeah. That's because they have to, though. They don't have to. They don't have to. They shouldn't. They should not. They shouldn't like bring his brother back and do that again, but I don't know, man. We'll see. CinemaCon released some awesome news. First off, Chris Joygasm Venom is getting a part three. Ooh, I knew it. How could you not have a part three? You gotta complete the trilogy, right? Because we have to know what happens next. We have to know what happens. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is getting its uh sequel yes. to that movie, I guess, number four in the franchise. Yes, please. It's pretty freaking cool. And the Batman is getting a part two confirmed. Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz are returning for the Batman 2. So we got some sequels coming out, man. And I'm pretty excited about I'm excited about Venom because by this point, who knows what the multiverse is doing? Venom. Who knows, man? Sony is doubling down on trying to get all of Spider-Man's villains on screen as fast as possible. We have a lot of Sony Spider-Man themes. We have a Madam Web movie coming out. We have a Mm. Craven the Hunter movie coming out. Like all the movies, like you just hitting. All of Spider. We have um Bad Bunny is about to play one of Spider-Man's like obscure yeah. side heroes. Like Sony is like, we're gonna use all of them. Does Sony didn't learn from Morbius? I mean, I don't know. You might want to reconsider their approach. I don't know. Venom's hitting, Chris. Venom, yeah, but we're not talking about <laughs> yeah, but Venom is A-list. A-list, man. <laughs> Venom, bro. Venom. So <laughs> The CW has canceled two of their shows. Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman have been canceled. What am I going to do? What am I going to watch? Stop hating, Chris. <laughs> now, Batwoman, it really that sucks because low. they ended their season on a cliffhanger. So it wasn't like they planned for a finale. They just got the axe. And now that leaves The Flash, Superman and Lois, and sort of Stargirl, but not really as part of the Arrowverse, what's left. And they're saying The Flash might be done after season nine. So we might be seeing 
the natural just evolution of the CW superheroes kind of phasing out. What's going to happen um, after the Arrowverse? Do you think they're going to create a new universe? No, yes. I think superheroes Question will go thing. to HBO Max and that'll be kind of where they want to do stuff. And the CW, they'll do the vampires or young adult stuff still. Oh, God, they've been rocking that content for so long now, though. Yeah, but it's all Warner wow. Brothers, so it's just a trade. And and Discovery is also probably having a say. They've been trying to sell the CW, actually, the network for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. What you uh, look at that? What's up? I mean, I thought the Legends of Tomorrow was like over a long time ago, but there's still more seasons out there. I'm no, Rich is still going. Man. Not for much see? longer. Not for much longer, He's guys. So we didn't talk about the Thor trailer. Yeah, we did not yeah. talk about that thing, yo. I, f- I always mispronounce his name, Taiku Watiti, the director. He's a mastermind. This thing is brilliant. It looks great, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, and fun and hilarious. Ah, man, I'm excited for this one. You got the Guardians in there, and then we get a shot of Natalie Portman looking freaking jacked in that and shot. It, and it looks mm-hmm. like, are we looking at a multiverse version of her? Or are we looking at her? I don't think so, because if you see the hammer, it looks like it was put back together. So it looks like that's the hammer that was destroyed in this universe. Or it was never. Oh, it's interesting. Because it has all the cracks in it. After all. What's her? Hello. Hello. Yeah. So it looks like it was put back together again. With what? Like moon glue? No. You don't know. Mueller is made out of a moonstone, y'all. Maybe he took it back to the giant dwarf. Yeah. He's got no hands. Yeah. Maybe he fashioned hands for him. Yeah. Wow. You think Peter Dinklage made himself hands? I mean, maybe. You know. Wow. <laughs> he made he made he made Stormbreaker with no hands, so he just That's needed true, to, but he had a lot of help. Open up. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could have time to repair the uh the forge. Hmm. So last on the list, <laughs> we're getting a quiet place to Quiet Place spin-off prequel called Quiet nice. Place Day One. And it's right. going to bring us to the events of like day one of when this thing hit the fan. And I think that's pretty interesting. I think they built out their world so much. I am interested to see like, when do they learn you can't make sound? And what yeah. was it like to navigate before you built perimeters and knew how to navigate these creatures? We kind of got be- that in Quiet Place too. Like when the first the initial hit happened. Mm. Yeah, a little, yeah, bit, a little bit of it. I'll see it though. I'm down to see. I like I like that series. Yeah, yeah, and especially if um I don't know if uh John Krasinski he directed part two as well, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, so both if he's yeah. involved with this. Hopefully, he is. I'm sure it's going to be just as good. He actually made a a conscious decision not to release Quiet Place two. He delayed it, delayed it because he insisted to be released in theaters and not on VOD. It has yeah. to be because hmm. there was something about sitting in the theaters where you knew when you were making noise because it was mm. so quiet and you're biting into your chip and it's like, yeah, that was such an amazing experience. Um, but we'll see, man. But that's it for the news. Uh, I've got an honorable mention piece of news. Yes, please. Chippendale Rescue yeah. Rangers yeah. get a live action yeah. TV show. How did I forget that? Thank you, I don't Jack. Know, man. Thank you for I'm the so save. About it. I, when you first mentioned it, I rolled my eyes so hard. And then I saw the trailer and was like, hysterical. I need this. How did I not know this is something I needed? Yeah. Let yeah, me tell you, I'm, I'm angry with all of you because I started the theme song and no one jumped in in the chat. Oh. And no one, no one cared. No one acknowledged that I was singing the theme song, the Chippendales. I'm sorry, Chris. You know, I'm sorry. Whatever. You guys are jerks. For those who haven't seen the trailer, it's literally like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Chippendales. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like they played, they're the actors of the series. And now they have to go on an adventure and be rescued. Yeah, retired. Killing off the tunes. Yes. The retired Chippendale Rescue Rangers. But one got cosmetic surgery to get, he got, right, so he, looks CGI CGI. he got the CGI surgery. <laughs> Yo, this is brilliant. It, it looks great. It, it's, yeah, it's multimedia. So you have real people, live action. You have, they're interacting with cartoon and CGI characters. And the dialogue just looks outrageous. It sounds outrageous. It's, it's going amazing. to be a riot. It's the only way to bring them back. Like we, and it's and, dropping pretty soon. Yeah, I th- yeah, it is. I, I don't have the date, but it is. And I think it's like May 30th or something. I think it's soon. Gonna I'm going to look again. We're going to have to yeah. cover that. Yeah, we will. Sure, man. Yeah. But, um. Good save, Jack. Well done, man. That's it for the news, yo. That's it for the news. Rich, I got a question for you. He's got another question. <laughs> I got a question yeah. for you. What's up? What's the first video game you've ever beat? Oh, okay. He was so scared. He was like, I'm going to get a joke. I'm I'm gonna, I don't want a bad joke. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the first video game that I can remember ever beating would have to be Legend of Zelda. So for those who just heard Richard Wilson's first video game he remembers beating is Legend of Zelda. We're going to do a giveaway on social media, on our Instagram. We're going to ask you that question. Answer the question in our DMs. And if you get the answer right, and if you're one of the first, if you're the first person to get the answer right, you will take home the Blu-ray Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. As well as, and I got this one for myself. Jack blessed me with this. So I'm going to give you guys your own Batman nice. The Dark Knight Returns McFarlane figure. Ooh. You will get two of oh. these. Nice. Paid, shipping, handled, everything taken care of. If you can answer that question. Rich, give me the answer again. What's the first video game you remember beating? The Legend of Zelda. You heard the man. Win Mother your prizes. Yeah. But to win your prizes, you've got to listen. But I but guess can, if you're listening now, you've already heard it. Can Go we ahead. play too? No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, man, I want that. Absolutely not. She so Geek then, 78. We're looking at you. So then who? She Geek 78. She won our last one. Did she? Yes. Wow. Well, this, okay. I want to know who's coming to play. Um, I don't know who's listening to these podcasts. <laughs> we're going to find out. <laughs> if you're not, you're missing that's, out on some stuff. That's the truth, right? Man, oh, man. All right, guys. I think it's time to have some fun. I think it's time to ask questions to find out whose answers are the best or almost best or not so best or pure trash. I think it's time for a debate. <laughs> Let's get ready. First up, first up, not so much a debate. We can ease our way into it. I just want to know what anime series would you recommend and why? Oh, I got this one. Uh, Berserk, 100%. The original Berserk series why because it's phenomenal there's nothing quite like it and it's just really great content i co-sign on that rich that's it is that your answer to the songs no 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 i'm saying i just i I agree with jack i got nothing to say about that i'm saying and you're our anime guy is that a respectable answer that's respectable yeah i appreciate that fair Um, enough mine will be naruto And most importantly, Naruto Shippuden, because that pretty much wrapped up the ninja war and everything like that. And like key people died. And I'm telling me, when I, when I say it tugged on the heartstrings, it really did. Like you, you, you going, you going to tear up a little bit, or at least, you know, fight the tears back. 
certain people died, man. It's like, oh man. Did you cry, but, Rich? Uh, I didn't cry. No, but I, Rich, it hit me. I got the I got Rich, the lump in my throat. I did you like, cry, manly tears? <laughs> no, I was like, let me drink some water real quick. What's going on? Okay. Why they do that to me? <laughs> but yeah, man. Now to sporting. Chris, what about you, man? Uh, I got two. Um, one is for nostalgia reasons. My nostalgia one is Robotech. I used to mm. love Robotech. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Robotech was dope. I had the VHS. Remember the 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 the, the F? What is it? What? Uh, FHE of the Family Home Entertainment. It would, it would come and they would draw the FHE letters before <laughs> you watch the VHS. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, so I had that. And then my, probably my modern one, and then my other one would be uh, Dragon Ball Z. It's an mm. easy entry level for someone who's not interested in, in anime, but it's just so cool. The fighting's awesome, and it's mm. not too heavy in, like, adult themes. It's just cool. So that's what I'm Dragon doing. Ball Z is, like, every black person's answer. <laughs> ah! Wait, 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 wait a second. Are you saying that I'm pre-programmed to like Dragon Ball Z? Yes, you are. <laughs> my blackness will allow me to like anything else? <laughs> Any any anime that black people know is Dragon Ball. Z. Dragon Ball Z, yeah, fair enough. Why? Because it was on Channel Eleven in the mornings before 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 school before school. Yeah. Um, nice. My answer, man. Death Note is my answer. Ah, oh, Death Note's so good. That's yeah. that's the one. And I you know I saw this as a way adult. That was the one where I was like, the themes in here are crazy. Like if I had this book. Would I be different? Oh, the theme. And for those who don't know, you get a book and you write a name in a book and get to decide how that person dies. When, how, all the circumstances. And when you You have the book, you also can, everyone you look at, you can see their life expectancy as well. So it deals with mortality in a crazy way. It deals with power. It deals with our way of handling uh, uh, criminals. Like yeah. death sentence, it, it it hits on all the things. power, power, it's manipulation, and the characters are so rich in Death Note. Yeah, so, and you know their what's crazy? Are great. All of them. Yeah. What's not so great about Death Note is all of the live action versions. It has not translated well in any content other than the original content for me. Which is also why I'm real gun shy about um, One Piece. One Piece is one of my all time favorite animes. I'm just I'm yeah. gun shy because Death Note was great. It's tough, man, because when you look at Cowboy Bebop, it's so faithful. You have people complain that it's the same thing in a ripoff. But then if they do something different, the fans complain you, that you, you can't get something win no different. matter what. Yeah, you can't. You really can't. It's a tough one, man. And and only a few, I feel like, have, have cracked that shell of, I don't know, has any, has any anime live action translated well to live action? I mean, M. Night Shyamalan did a great job. No, he did not. That movie was <laughs> trash. <laughs> Our movies. The problem with the problem with the I'm Avatar movie. Jack, Chris. Wow. Wait, wait. Oh, he baited me. The mother. Yeah. He baited me. I bit, and now you got me on the hook. And I'll and I'll finish that statement. The problem with that movie was there was no movie. You're watching this great setup for something that never plays out. Did it look good? Yes. Was cinematography incredible? Acting fine. Movie where? What movie? I'll tell. I'll tell you what. Live action will do well. Whoever does Akira. They're going to kill it because it's just a visual masterpiece. And if you can do the visual masterpiece, we'll be all right. You know who they got to give it to then is Zack Snyder. Nobody does visual masterpieces like Zack Snyder does visual masterpieces. Now, he may be missing on some other elements for me, but visual, (laughs) he ticks all the boxes. What about Ghost in the Shell? What did you guys think of that? You know what? Actually, pretty good. Pretty good. Not, Not bad. Yeah. But there hasn't been where it was like it was necessary. 
and I and I won. I have to, I, I haven't really seen the Death Note uh, Japanese films actually. It's not as good. No. It it doesn't translate well. It's no. better than the Netflix American thing that came out, but it's not as good as the the anime, which is no. just it was great. Well, hence the question, man. We're recommending these animes because sometimes the way it's made is supposed to be just the way it's made. Sure. Um. Yo, Chris brought this up, and this is hilarious. One of the funniest moments was when Jack. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. One of the funniest moments on the podcast. I forget what the question was, but when Jack tried to pitch us a live action Jimmy Olsen film, and he gave us DiCaprio, and we're like, oh, that would be. Wait a second. What's the movie? It was Jimmy Olsen. Just paying his mortgage and like dealing with ulcers and like he's divorced. He's divorced. Just a regular guy. Um, We find out how much Superman is not his friend. Um, So in the vein of that, what uh, (laughs) if you were to cast a non-powered character into a show or movie, who would it be and what kind of format would it be? Can I go first? Go. Please. Go for it, yeah. I want... If we're doing this, give me a young Lucius Fox story. A young black man that comes to Gotham and with his intellect eventually becomes like the freaking CFO of Wayne Enterprises. How does that guy do that? So you see like a 20-year-old Lucius Fox in the worst city in the world with the brains to go anywhere. Choose Gotham. That's pretty good. That'd be good. I Boom. would. I, it would be remiss if that series turned into like Pennyworth, though. I don't want to no, see that. Not, it would, it's like freaking. It would have to be like billions, like all about like 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 climbing for power, grabbing for power, yeah. making all these moves, and. But it would be like. But there's also the tech, right? Yeah, but, but frame it was, in like a, a a Will Smith pursuit of happiness deal. Like this guy has nothing but his intellect, and you watch him grind. Yeah, I can so see that. It's a heartfelt was, story, and yeah, he's got his kid at this time. I didn't feel like uh, yeah. Yeah. Lucius was at least the way they portrayed him in like the Dark Knight and whatnot. It, he didn't seem like he was looking for power. Right. I didn't yeah. see that either. I don't think he's the looking opposite for power. Of I, I think know, not not power. Maybe power is the wrong word, but like success. No, I think he is struggling he's a dad he's trying to make a difference and he meets thomas wayne this doc this this billionaire philanthropist who chooses to be in the hospital instead of the boardroom kind of medium on this content to say the truth i'm sorry it's not olsen (laughs) (laughs) i mean nothing is this is dope. This is dope. Give, all right, well, give me your mundane side character movies and let's see how they rank against Let me go because I don't have any character because I can care less about these side characters. But I, what I would like to see are the people of the respective cities that the um, that our, our heroes protect. They had a show like that. Yeah, they did. one season. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Lawrence, Lawrence actually like had a, see that. a brilliant idea for a series. Don't with, say it on. I'm not, I'm not going to say it on this because who wants to steal it? But uh-uh. we actually shot an episode of it, and the backdrop is what Rich said. It's yes. It's yeah. the citizens but, um, of the But less comedy. Uh, it's going to get dark because, let's, let's face it, people are going to die. Yeah, you know, or get injured, maimed, and uh, just see the people of uh, Gotham. Maybe you know you follow a few specific key people and follow them around Gotham, or you know Metropolis, or uh, Jump City. Who's in Jump City? Jump City. Like, right? Is that That's a video a game? No, hey, it's a video game world. Sounds like it's uh, a video game world. Like yeah. it's like infamous. So like that. Who's, that'd be uh, a who, who? 
Where, where does where does Nightwing patrol? Bloodhaven. 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 Not nothing. Um. Teen Titans. They're just like in San Diego. Are they? Think so. No. Anyway, whatever. So yeah. Just following the citizens. Oh, it is. It is Teen Titans. You're right. You're right. Teen Titans are in Jump City. There we Jump go, baby. Jump City. Man, yeah. see, I may not remember, but I remember. Yep. It was. That's where. That's where the Titans Tower is. Yeah. So yeah. So because I mean, you look at what's going on. Think of it getting destroyed. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. People are losing their insurance claims. You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you said this isn't a comedy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to be a little like it's going to be like dark humor. There like, you, you know, go. dark humor with, you know, with some realness in there because people got to deal with life. You know, I, I'm still trying to go to work and here's this fool blowing a hole in the middle of the street. Like, what am I going to do? Because here? Batman decides to destroy three square blocks to stop a purse exactly. Like, what am I doing right <laughs> now? Like, <laughs> stop. He didn't need to take his Batmobile and, like, go through Main Street to stop a guy who stole a purse. It's like, just, just imagine how annoyed you are when you're inconvenienced by traffic. And right. just amplify that by like a hundred times because now like half, of the, half of the city's got blown up. And right? now you're actually in danger on your commute. Yeah, you're in danger. And then now you're worried about your job. It's like, man, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my house. <laughs> my wife's going to divorce me. <laughs> and I'll be Olsen. I'll be I'll Olsen. Be Olsen. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Who's got it? I would, I would do a... Uh... Bibbo Babowski. Oh, series. that's good. That's good. So, so Bibbo, for those of you who don't know, the first time I got introduced to this character was the death the life Superman. and death of Superman yeah, storyline. Yeah. He uh, and he's he's got a bar on the docks, you know, where he sells drink because he's a man, Superman's and uh, man. and he's the he is the biggest Superman fan supporter. Oh, yeah. He's got his T-shirt. He like he's rooting for the guy, and uh, I would love to see <laughs> if I had to pick a supporting character and I couldn't pick Olsen, <laughs> I would pick Bibbo Babowski, and it would be kind of like Cheers, right? You'd have all these great cameos oh, coming in and out of the yeah. bar. Superman have to have a cameo, obviously Olsen, and we get Leo to come and do the cameo. <laughs> Are we gonna get Leo's Leo to do, do a cameo? Yes. <laughs> And it could be it could be like uh, Bibbo's Bibbo's like, place or something. That's like that. That's dope. I feel like you got to add in a little like maybe not hardcore, but like vigilante element because Bibbo's out for the little guy too. Well, he's he sticks he's up for where, the little he's guy. He's rocking the S. Yeah. yeah, he's punching so people you, in the face. People are getting least, punched in the face. At least once an episode, he's punching someone in the face. Gots to someone. Yes. Gots yeah. to. And we're still living. And we're still in that superhero world. We're in Metropolis. Like what what Rich is talking about. That stuff's still happening around them, so it affects the bar and you know adjacent areas to it. Wonderful, Jack. Totally redeemed yourself from Olsen months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm so excited to hear what you have, Chris. Yes. So I would I would have a show called The Bugle, shot kind of like The Office, where J. Jonah Jameson is kind of like the Michael Scott type character, where he's ridiculous, yelling at everyone, and you have all his reporters not taking him seriously. <laughs> Oh, what's great is you still get Peter Parker in the view. You do get, yeah, you get Peter Parker. If you don't, you know, if he's there, he shows up, he makes a cameo, does his thing, and then he's just yelling and going crazy. Parker, he's like the BJ Novak of it. Like he's yes. there. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's there. Enough to look at the camera. Like that's my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. good. Those are great. 
good ideas, guys. This is good. Wonderful, wonderful. So far, we're doing good on this debate. Let me ask you guys another question real quick. Superhero movies are dead. They're done. They've ran its course. They're only making one more, and you're in charge of what they make next. It can be a character that's never been seen before. You can reboot something you didn't like, or you can add, finish a trilogy or add a fourth to whatever existed. What is the last superhero movie ever made? Let me, can I take this one? Yes. Please. Do not remember, say Venom 5. Not, <laughs> you guys remember Master, remember uh, Masters of the Universe, how there was a, a rift between Eternia and, Amer- and, 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 the, and our world? Yes. That rift happens, but it's between Marvel and DC. Oh, that is why I'm going first. I know I had a feeling ah! everyone's gonna jump on it. So now I'm mad at you. Yeah. I'm so so what's gonna happen? Everyone knows. How, I guarantee all our scripts are the same. What you know, one one team goes into the other team's world. They start fighting. Then they realize that they're they're both good guys. Something happens. Like oh no, they're good guys. And then they realize that the rift is caused by, you know, the big bads uniting on the other side. So then we have a side-by-side team up of all DC, all Marvel versus... So many back-to-back fights, So many Chris. back-to-back Marvel fights. Marvel versus DC. Yep. What you a ha- film to go you out have, on. You have so Batman swinging, Spider-Man right swinging in. So. I'm never going to let Chris go first again. Whenever he jumps wow. in, I'm like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> what a great, feels my great film. I mean, dang, Chris. Now, yep. okay, who's next? A lot of I'll say this, man. That's a dangerous one, though, because there's a lot of characters to navigate. It's your last yeah. movie. The movie could be four hours long. Who cares? It's the last movie movie ever. Well, speaking of four-hour films, so I would take the uh, uh, the Snyder approach and get me an eight-hour film. And here's the film you're gonna make. <laughs> yeah, add a part two to it. It's the same movie. It's the part two coming out next. Exactly. Um, I'll say my honorable mention is always going to be uh, Berserk. I'm dying for a live-action version of that done right. Um, but if I could only make one movie, it would be The Life and Death of Superman, done right with all the characters, all of them. Doomsday done right. Um, Lex Luthor done right. Supergirl is in there. You have Cyborg Superman. You got Man of Steel. You got Eradicator. You got The Clone. Play the storyline out. Do it right. Mm. I would do that film. That'd be dope. You need films. Uh, well, I would do this in Snyder version and I get me my eight, eight hour, hour cut. Movie. There you go. There you go. Long and exhausting. Rich. And wonderful. <laughs> and don't <laughs> out wonderful. Rich is like, I'm so not interested <laughs> in that. Right. I, well, am Jack. Do, I am Jack. I'll be Rich, watching you- that in freaking it's gonna take know, you two spurs. years to finish that yeah. movie. I'll be watching it's- it in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. That's how Zack Snyder shoots. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'd be watching it that way. Rich, what do you got? It's the only person that we need to be talking about right now. Ooh. Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out. Wait. <laughs> only the last one film we get. <laughs> we get. It's going to be Deadpool. Hear me out. Go we ahead. need Deadpool to have a Snyder cut. <laughs> why was there was there that much left on the cutting room floor <laughs> there was oh we just need a whole four hour movie of him just being <laughs> him like i want to see him put x-force together again and actually be good and 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 you know save something save the world you got about Deadpool more? through the multiverse. No, don't give him. Don't give him ideas, Jack. No. Universe. Give, don't give, give him. Dead, give Deadpool the gauntlet. All right. 
You know what I'm talking about? The Infinity <laughs> well, he Gauntlet. He keeps like dying and coming back. Because he dying. has the Infinity Gauntlet. And then you got the whole, you got the whole timeline of him um, um, falling, well, not, I can't say him falling in love with death, but death falling in love with him, a whole conflict between him and Thanos, because Thanos loved death, but death don't love Thanos, because de- death loves Deadpool. Why do we need Deadpool in this Because movie? we need him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I'll tell you. As Chris would say, reasons. Fair enough. There you go. Like, I'm sure we can do this whole Thanos love story without Deadpool. We'll make it happen. I've seen worse love stories, okay? You're right. And we watched right. it. Definitely wow. So, huh. the last superhero <laughs> yes. movie ever made, and Rich has chosen another Deadpool movie. Another Deadpool. Deadpool. My man likes what he likes. Can't argue with that. what he likes. Thanos, he likes, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Running Amok. Ryan the Reynolds multiverse and will be a mess. Red pants. Man. Well... Uh, I'm gonna give my honorable mention first. Uh, I would, I mean, it wouldn't be my last, but I would love to see a, a Spider-Man four with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi coming back to direct it, where he is now in his life. Um, I would love to see that. Not my last superhero movie, but it's the one I'm hoping gets made with all this Spider-Man talk. Uh, Chris stole it, man. Mine was Marvel versus DC, specifically the MCU version and the DC cinematic version. So I would have, you know, Ben Affleck and Robert Downey Jr. facing off. I would have Cavill and then freaking uh, Chris Evans, the two Boy Scouts. Like, there's got to be a better way than us fighting each other. That's such a short fight. You're not going to have him you fight missed, the Hulk? You missed it. They're not fighting each other. The two Boy Scouts are like, they're the ones that are like, there's got to be a better way. Okay, but we are going to get the Superman-Hulk fight. No. What's the point of no, not getting the no, Superman no, Hulk fight? Because the no, actually, it would have to be Superman Captain Marvel. The Hulk in the MCU isn't Ooh, as strong. Okay, I'll go Superman Captain Marvel. You would have wow, to get there's a banger of a fight. And you get freaking Chris Hemsworth and Gal Gadot. Thor and that Wonder Woman just that, like that would be punches fire. in the sky, yeah. and you got freaking oh, Batman. Go. And do I put Batman versus Iron Man? Do I put Batman? I had Batman and Spider Man. They're swinging into each other. Wait, Man. that's the that's that's the fight that's, you want to see fight happen because they just swing. Why you no, got, Chris. Why don't you put, put Spider Man and the Flash against each other? And that's a short fight. That is a short fight. The Flash Who wins. The Flash is too fast. The Flash, he's yeah. too fast. I put Spider-Man. But which flat but but the and the flash has more experience throwing stuff at people. Whoa. <laughs> the chair's gonna fly. Dang, dang. But I think no, but same vein as Chris. I would get you have Dark Seed and Thanos, a th- a version of Thanos in the multiverse, and they link up and they're like, look, let's conquer these worlds, whatever the reasons are. Reasons. We don't need a good reason. It's like no. we're getting what we want here. That's reasons. It. That's it. And then you freaking got this thing. And if, we, if we're going to do an eight-hour version, then we bring in the freaking, you got Peacemaker versus Star-Lord. Like, you bring in, like, the obscure teams to come in here now and fight. You got freaking Rocket Raccoon versus that little, what was that crazy-looking thing in Suicide Squad? Oh, the, the rat thing. The yeah. rat thing. Rat catcher. <laughs> no, well, not, not rat catcher. catcher rat. That yeah, little, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the weasel. The yeah, weasel. The weasel. yeah. Listen, man, it could be a lot of fun. Like Jack said, if you're gonna go out on one, let's make it the most obnoxious one ever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like we needed to kill this from ever happening again. It can never happen again. Yep. You know, man, I, I wanted to say on that last question, a Superman movie, Jack, but for me, it's like I don't think there's anything. We talked about headcanon. A while ago, and that's pretty much everything you've collected in your brain since you were a child that creates the character from movies, comic books, cartoons. And I don't think there'll be a movie 
that can ever match what's in my head. Even if I just don't. That's why I didn't opt for Superman. Cause I'm like, what's in my head is like, it's in a good place. I, I, I would, I would literally take that uh, Roger, Roger Stern. I think Roger Stern wrote the, the novel. Oh, the, the death of Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, yeah, the life and death of Superman, that, which the, that novel is phenomenal. I would adapt that. Yeah. But yeah. Get the, visual, get the visuals right. Let me ask you, isn't headcanon just canon? <laughs> it is. Are we back to the canon conversation? Let's get back into canon. So headcanon is like this. It's like, it's, especially if you watch movies and don't really read comics so much, you kind of decide what you think the character is based off of an interpretation not the actual source material. For example, when my mother-in-law did not like the Batman, she was like, he's not a playboy. He's not this and that. And I'm like, oh, you're basing Batman off of your experience with him in other TV shows and movies. Right. Because you have a canon in your head. But the actual canon is all these movies have taken liberties and they've all used the source material in different ways. Not one of them like if if you were to if someone says Tim Burton's Batman's the definitive Batman, I'm like that can't be possible. That is absolute your head cannon because Batman's not a vicious murderer, Chris. There's also there's there's group consensus though, right? You know, like the there's there's also the the overall essence of the thing, and that's where I really start getting into sticking points. Which arguably, sure, that's canon and maybe some interpretation, but there is an overall essence which is true about a character their code and their conduct but usually when you start when you start messing with that that's when i got a problem with your interpretation but usually somebody who has that type of mindset is somebody who's been through the source material so they 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 don't just get the characters from adaptions they're actually reading it off the page you know what i'm saying arguably yeah it's still, I, I feel it's still canon because wh- whether you get it from the comic book or the movie, it's still a form of that per- of the of the character that You're right. makes them what they are. Usually, I talk head canon like, for example, when uh, uh Jack, don't jump in this. This is low hanging fruit for you. When a couple of friends of mine saw Man of Steel, they didn't like it because it didn't have the tone that the Christopher Reeves movie did. And I'm like, you're okay. bringing your own canon to that. Those movies were a way to do it. And it was supposed to be whimsical and romantic and light. That doesn't mean every Superman interpretation has to be that way. But you're looking at that movie like that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, if you came in growing up watching the Nolan films, you might think Batman's always supposed to be super realistic. Right. You know, I, Mr. Freeze is ridiculous. That doesn't work here. I'm like, no, your canon doesn't let it work because you grew up on the Nolan films. So it's usually when someone says that can't happen here or that's not good here. But then Jack's right. There's certain liberties where you can only bend the character so far to where they're not the character anymore. Head canon. All right. Okay. <laughs> like my so, dad probably saw Michael Keaton's Batman and was like, this is ridiculous. Batman is supposed to have, he's supposed to say chum to Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and we punch his words. You know, where's the, the bat poles? It's like that. That's not Batman all the time. But um, let's get to the last question, guys. And this is before a- we get to the last question. Oh, did you? Yes. Jack. The auction has elapsed. Ooh, okay, yes. Okay. And my final bid was 158 and i did get it yeah Yeah. and if any of you know who jack's favorite superhero is you will win what he just won (laughs) just dm us your answer Uh, don't know about that and before our last question uh, uh rich what shirt your shirt says ramen on it what's your shirt you're wearing 
Oh, I mean, listen, you know, I gotta gotta pull the god out, right? Naruto. You know. Yes. Yes. And that's the ramen shop. The, that the, makes me the, really want ramen. Yeah. No. Always have ramen. Good looking shirt. Like me and Chris missed the whole point of the shirt and just want ramen now. <laughs> <laughs> really. Really. Actually, I'm probably gonna make some ramen for dinner. All right. Oh, that would be delicious. Mm. Oh, that shit is with a little, with a little uh, egg. I'm gonna crack an egg, put it in there. Yeah, nice and creamy. And boy, yes. girl got me the salt. It's like a. It's like a spicy salt, right? Firecracker salt. Put a little bit of that in there, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Kick. And a little Sichuan sauce. Oh, you've been working on that word. <laughs> Sichuan sauce. <laughs> that's, that's what, I'm, I'm, what are you talking about right Even now? Even though that's Chinese, you're racist. But you know, whatever. What are you talking about right now? All right. Let's move it along, smart. Let's move it along. So, guys, I want to ask you, well, let's all answer. And let's keep it brief because we have a juggernaut of this question later. But why is geek culture so important? Why is it important? Are we just a bunch of guys too old to like toys? Or is there actually, is, is there value to this thing? Why is it important? You know what's interesting? I think Rich's story kind of summed up a little bit of that answer for me. It is, um, like, I remember watching my my dad play video game also. It was... Uh, Bionic Commando. My, oh, yeah. We had, all, we had all the systems, right? He'd go out and buy whatever the newest system was, and we kids would play it. And I remember we were playing Bionic Commando, and we could not beat the end boss. And then my pops walked in, sat down, and within 10 minutes, he redefined his whole relationship with us, and we thought he was a <laughs> god. How he had done it. Had no idea that an adult... As a kid watching an adult play a video game, and he was so good at it that what it turned into was anytime we had real struggle, pop, pop, mm. you know, and I think that is some of the some of the culture. Why is it for me also understanding not to get long winded? I know we're trying to keep it short, but like the whole ideology behind Superman that there is a bigger there's something bigger out there that we can be good to other people play this big role in it for me. Like, I love the idea that. We could we could make things better by how we deported ourselves, you know, how we engage with other people. Um, I guess for me, if I'm if I'm getting really deep into the question, it had it all has to do with understanding the heart and the moral compass, and why is a hero a hero? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, their morality mm-hmm. tells if you think about it. Um, Rich, what about you, man? Why is geek culture so important? Uh, I feel like geek culture is important because it allows people to be themselves. Yeah. Like, I remember growing up, it was like, you know, you really, like, going to school, like, you didn't talk about comic books and video games and toys and whatnot, especially when you hit, like, you know, junior high, high school. But now you look at it and it's like, it's normal. Like, you got people out here, weebs and, you know, cosplaying. And uh, I kind of wish that was the way when I was growing up, like anyone doing that, you're, you were considered an outcast. So I feel like geek culture is important because you're, you're allowed to express yourself without being judged too harshly. Yeah. I mean, you still, some people, you still gonna get judged, but you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit more acceptable. Now you got, you know, you got the, the cool kids, they're out there, they talking about whatever anime or the latest, you know, comic book movie. It's or, a part of the culture. Yeah. It's or, or out there freaking Pokemon going it and whatnot. Like, you know, this just, it just exploded. And like, everyone is now all the stuff that you would do in the corner or in the basement, you know, with your friends, 
pause. Now it's, now it's, now it's acceptable, you know? Like Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot, or or Magic the Gathering, you know? Yeah. You talked about that stuff when I was growing up. Like, yo, you a whole geek out here, son. Boy! But now it's like, yeah, like it's cool. It's a cool thing. It's so crazy, Rich, because I feel like you love video games and appreciated the comic book superhero cartoon stuff. And I'm the reverse. I love that stuff and appreciated video games. But like from like 12 to how old am I? Like 35? We did not engage in this with each other. We talked rap, like just us growing up. I'm going to pause you right there. You just say 35? 35 on, we jump back in. 35 on, we jump back in. All right. From like twelve to thirty-five, like it was we, all about critical and severe back then. Yo, we were talking about we were talking about music. We were talking about girls, but we never talked about. <laughs> I thought you were saying that you're thirty-five. All right, keep going though. Keep going. Oh my god, carry on. Fish. This would have been a touching moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, me and you are geeks, but we didn't even talk geek stuff in our teens. True. With each, like we, and we would just be with each other chilling and we still would never bring up like video games. Like, we would play a little bit, but it wouldn't be like it is now. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, that's I'm how different. you and I bonded for the first time. Yeah. Me and Chris yeah. never stopped with the car. Never, <laughs> never ever stopped. We played, we played, we played action figures long, <laughs> long, like, like the second FaceTime became a thing, they started doing it again. Like, listen, like our love for Power Rangers, then you realize we were like 13 when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like we were way past yeah, the me, selling page. Me and you didn't talk Power Rangers because you talk Power Rangers, I'll just be like, right. but no. But also, yeah, to, to, to add on to that, like, we did play video games together. Like, when we were with those houses, we would play video games, whatever. Yeah. But when we went out to the streets, we didn't talk video games. Never. Yeah. We didn't. Never. It's so interesting. It's so weird. Chris, what about you, man? Why is uh, geek culture so important? I think because it just brings so much joy to people, right? You know, we could talk about how, I think the acceptance thing is huge. But I think it just from, from my personal standpoint, like, we just love it so much. It brings just so many hours of enjoyment and bonding with friends, with family, with everything. So I think that whole, the whole culture encompasses that. People hold on to that feeling. So it's less about Batman, but more about how you feel when you watch Batman or if you feel when you play games with your friends. It's mm. that's, the, that's the important thing. Like I look at my experience and yeah, we talk about how I talked about earlier, how I like, I got out of comics and got back into comics, but I never really, I'm not trying to recapture my childhood. I never let go. I never stopped. That's, <laughs> yeah, the, that's the thing is I just kept going, going, going. It's always, always been there. So it's it's just been part of who I am since I was little and something I just never let go of. So that's why for me it's important. Just part of who I've been for so long. Yeah, I'm with that. For me, I think everything everybody said, but as well, like, I don't think it's an accident. All these characters are either nerds or outcasts or orphans or disfigured. I think there's a reason why they're that way and we gravitate towards them. You know, as, as growing up as kids, as teenagers, we all felt outside to a degree, to varying degrees. And then you see this nerd get bit by a spider. You see this, this dude who lost his parents use that anger and outside feeling to do something with it. You see these ninja turtles who are grotesque that live in sewers, but they they use their skills to help people and be cool. Like they're all about outcasts and outsiders doing something that is iconic. And I think as kids, as teenagers, as adults, we want that. We all feel a mundane part of us. So we all feel a lesser than version of us. And then we see those archetypes do amazing things in this content. 
anime is all that. Like every, almost every protagonist in anime is somebody who is second guessing themselves or insecure in the beginning, who are and very vulnerable. Outcast. Always. Yeah. And there's a reason why we love it is because that's, we relate to that and we hope we can be them at the end of the story. That's yeah, why I think it's important. Which is why every black person likes Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> you got a guy who is nothing and he becomes the most powerful being in the universe and strives to be stronger and better. Facts. Do better for yourself, people. Yeah. Facts. And that orange, and that orange suit though with them boots, Rich. Dude's clean. It's fire. Dude's fire. clean. Yeah. All Man. right. All right. Now, now, now I want to know how have um tell me your earliest memory. What is your earliest memory of this culture? What what is the thing that you remember the most? Or or first, I should say. For me, I would go to toys, you know. In fact, we, we talked about, I talked about toys, but really, it really centers around toys for me. And I just Which bought... Which toy? Do you remember it? Like, G.I. Joe's wetsuit leather neck. I just actually, I have them sitting in my mailbox right now. I reordered my first Joe's. I found them on eBay and I just bought them. They're actually, I have to go grab them from out of the mailbox after this podcast. Wow. But uh, yeah, but it was that. It was that. It was He-Man. And then later it was the, you know, the 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 Super Friends uh, mm. figures. Mm. But it was just, that's my earliest memory is just toys because that's really what it started because I'm sure I watched the cartoons. I'm sure, I remember G.I. Joe cartoons. I remember Thundercats. I remember He-Man. I remember all those 80s staples that, that we grew up on. But really the time was is me playing with the toys. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I kind of second that. You know, I think toys, I had all the G.I. Joes, had all the He-Mans, had, had many of the Transformers. You know, I remember one Christmas, um, there was a Transformer movie that came out. The first Transformer movie was that yeah. 80? Yeah. yeah. That's when Optimus Prime died, right? Yes. And yeah. so what's funny about that is my dad got me the Rodimus Prime toy for my for Christmas. And I opened it and I was so depressed that it wasn't Optimus Prime. And he has said this thing to me for the last almost 40 years now. I guess I opened it. And I was so put out, I think I muttered the words, not good enough. <laughs> Damn, Jack. Like you're, oh, you're so jerk, Jack. And so he has thrown that in my face for the rest of my life. Not good enough. Um, I really wanted that Optimus. But the Rodimus Prime is actually a really cool toy. Um, first thing I ever bought for myself with my money was a Superman comic book. I saw it in a gas station and it was like a dollar or something maybe. And I remember that being really significant, significant to me. Like I bought this with my money, mine. Love that. Rich, what's your earliest memory? Uh, my earliest memory would probably also be, I mean, it's a tie. It's like a toss up between like toys, movies, and video games. Like it's all blended together. All right. Cause here's the thing. My father would take us out to the movies and then out to the arcade. So like movies and video games kind of blend together because that was just a thing because that was that was his like my father worked a lot. So when he took us out, that was his way of, of, of you know, showing us a good time, like taking us out to the movies to watch whatever. Like I don't even remember half of the movies that I watched with him, but I always remember the, playing the video game parts because we were, you know, in the arcade for Mr. all those who were too. Uh, uh, Mr. Arcade on 59? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For all those who are too old don't know what an arcade is, is where people go to play video games, all right? Uh, or too young, I should say. Jack, you are muted. <laughs> so we used to have a cotton candy machine in the middle of the arcade place we went to. So it was always cotton candy in video games. Bunch of yeah. sticky machines. But yeah, <laughs> like we'll sit there, like he'll, you know, he'll give us our, he'll, 
get up tokens or whatever, we go disperse. But I always remember always coming back to seeing him play. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you just run through and you play, run your time out or whatever, whatever. But my dad took his time. He was meticulous in what he played. And like, you know, he was good with it. So we would sit there and just watch him play. Or at least I would. My my little brother would probably be out looking for more money. But that's like my, my yeah, that would be my first memories of just movies and, and arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, man, I can't remember which came first, He-Man or Batman, but it's one of them because for me, my entry point was always TV and cartoons. Yep. So I would see it and then I'd want to play it. And as much as I love Superman, I miss the Super Friends cartoons. I didn't really, those weren't really on a lot when I was growing up or I missed it. And we didn't really get a Superman on TV to like Lois and Clark and then Superman animated series. So you'd watch the Reeves joint. But that didn't come on all the time. But I always had He-Man and that Adam West joint was on every day. So mm. those kind of like taught me how to play with my toys. So I had He-Man everything, thermos, underwear, lunchbox, all the toys. And Chris, I remember your He-Man. So I just want to play He-Man all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also same thing with Batman and Robin. Like they were simultaneous, like my guys. Um, so my earliest memories are of those cartoons and those toys. Um Man, I love those toys. Those, some, those superpower toys where you squeeze the legs and the arms go. Those yeah. Are some good or you had a rotating chest battle Ooh. action. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so for me, Batman, I really, my, bat, my Batman Awakening didn't happen until the 89 Batman came out. And it then, wasn't with the West, the Adam West. Uh, I liked it cause my, cause, because my, my, my mother, my, my grandparents used to actually uh, work for Burgess Meredith who played the Penguin because he used to live in Rockland. He used to live in Florida. Oh, yeah, oh did so, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I oh, met shoot. him a couple of times when I was younger. And uh, I thought it was cool. I liked the Batman. But when 89 Batman dropped and Batman the MA series dropped, my I it engulfed me. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I, remember I was at mom's house, my gra- our grandmother's house, and the, the first episode came on. And I was like, this is everything a cartoon is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. it still is. It that Batman is. series is phenomenal. It still is. I, I, I haven't found a better TV series, a better cartoon TV than that. Dude. It's, I mean, it, it, it more than holds up. We should do a retro on it and see, but it, I think it more than holds up. Sure. All right. So now I want you to rank your memories of comics, movies, and video games by the impact they've had on your life. First, second, and third. Knowing that whichever is in that third slot will be erased. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind style. All memories gone. So which memory, I guess we're asking which one could you part with? Three that has impacted you. And whatever's in that third slot disappears forever. Uh, I'll go first. Video games. You said comics? Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. Video like, games, comics, and movies. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I'll say video game, movies, and then comics. No comic book memories ever. Not really. Like, I... I I had comics, like I collected comics, like I said, but I wasn't like, you know, heading to the comic book store to get the latest edition or something. See, that's a tough one because I, I would have to keep keep comics. I might actually comics and video games. For you me, erasing movies? I couldn't I could not erase the video game memories I have playing Final Fantasy with my my brothers and my sister, watching my dad play video games, the Sonic, what Sonic meant when that first came out. I could never I would never erase the video. To me, video games is almost the best medium of entertainment that actually exists. You don't get richer content, story development, and you. it's like a 
So like, I love role play games. It's the choose your own adventure book. You yeah. ever read the choose your own adventure book? Of course. You, yeah. That's video games for me. That's, I love video games and I, and I'm an obnoxious video game player. And it's why I haven't played Elden Rings yet, because I will sit for three to five hours and just level up my character running in circles because I want to walk around feeling like Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so the memories I have tethered to video games, I couldn't part with. The same is true with like comic books. When I read The Death of Superman, when Hal Jordan went rogue and then we and just supernova, when Batman's back was broken. I would not, I, I wouldn't give that away. So you're the, giving up your memories of all the movies. If I had to part with one. Wow. I would part, and the crazy, I'll tell you what's crazy about that is I have phenomenal, like I was the guy who would buy 20 to 30 tickets so all of me and my boys could go see the movie on opening night. That was me. Oh wow! Generous friend. No, I didn't say. I, I didn't say. Oh no, no, we well, had I, to pay him back, Rich. Yeah, to pay him back. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but I did front the bill. Like I was dropping yeah, two, yeah. three hundred dollars. I've, I've done a few of those with you, Jack. Even yes, after large did. moves, I've done. I've done, Jack. Just you and I have gone. I think we saw Man of Steel together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize for that experience, Chris. <laughs> well. <laughs> You know what? If there was one movie you don't want to watch with Jack, that's Man of Steel. But my point is, I love going to the movies. Like, and when I when I uh, was working at Juilliard, the AMC right across the street was there. I would see a movie every other day. I'd see a movie, but not comic book movies. So if I had to part with video games, comic book, or comic book related or video game related movies. I can't, the irony of, I can't the irony I can't either because I'm 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 still uh you know aspiring no, actor. Not here. just that, just I know the impact that Christopher Reeve Superman has on you and you're gonna give yeah. that memory up. I would trade those memories to maintain the video game and the comic book memories that I have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll wow. give a movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Chris, what about you, man? Rich, you got rid of comic books. You kept video games and movies. Books. Fair That's enough. Right. So my number one is toys, hands down, whether it's by myself, whether it's my friends, whether it was with you, whether it was with my sister Alexis, toys is my number one. That was really my meaning was toys, hands down. Number two would definitely be, number two would definitely probably be cartoon. It's the, 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 the cartoons that like, you would see it, you would act it out, you play with your toys, and you or you play with, with yourself, and cartoons would be. And number three, here's my question for number three. If I erase number three, can I go back and redo it? Because no, it's no. Gone. no, you don't get to create new memories. You're expunging because, all content. Because see, what I would do is if 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 that wasn't a flag, I would expunge my 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 comic books and go back and just be able to reread them over and have no. That's not how it works, Chris. Okay, so then it would be. So I, so <laughs> then I would them. I would lose video games because oh. Chris after, loses video games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like oh, what a deprived life! I know. I, I I like video games, and I had I've had. A lot of time in it, not so much as of late, but a lot of time playing games. But my the way you talk about reverence for the video games, I don't have that. I have that for playing with toys. That's that's I have that rev. I have that reverence. Okay, can I throw flags? I'm gonna throw flags because you're just making up categories right now. No one's saying anything about toys. Why? <laughs> Why do toys? My toys man is a said, huge part of it. My man said movies, comics, uh, okay. video games. You just right. make it up. Get rid of the video games. This yeah. is crazy. We're actually three people have gone, and everyone has chosen to get rid of something different. Yeah, well, there's only three categories. Whoever I get rid of now is going to be one of yours. 
That's true. That's true. That's where. That's where. Although you add in categories, Chris. <laughs> so I mean, but 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 but, but collectibles and toys is a huge factor in this culture. I know, now. but it's not on the chopping block. I don't. We ain't got to get rid of it. Is what you're saying. We. Don't uh, I'm. I'm not even. You know what? This is so important to me. I am not amending my answer. I'm keeping my answer as is. Throw all the red flags you want. I don't care. That's my answer. And I'm sticking to it. Uh, no one tried to make him. No I one tried to make him get rid of him in the first place. I don't place. care. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. So yeah. for me, man, my my top slot, and I'm gonna group this all together: movies, cartoons, TV shows. To me, are like let's just say this all the same thing. That's my number one slot. Um, the experience I get from watching this stuff and seeing costumes and seeing a live action. When I was a kid. Man, it was like the George Clooney Batman. It didn't matter. I would open my Wizard magazine and just stare at the cowls and the costumes and the Batmobiles and the Bat Cycle. I would just stare at it and can't believe like what was drawn is now alive. So like yeah. I, I get I get I get so much from that to this day seeing that whether it's animated whether it's live action just seeing it come alive I can't take that away man freaking Teenage teen, Secret of the Ooze Turtles too like that messed my my, my I was like a kid like yo this is yeah. real turtles are alive I can't give that up man video games ah in a similar way I've had some amazing experiences man my aunt is the one that like really got it going she had the Nintendo. She had the, uh, the, the Sega Genesis. I, we were playing Sonic all day. The original, like, Grand Theft Auto, when you had, like, that just going straight into the horizon. Remember that one? Yep. Yeah. Like, the original joint. So, and video games have been, like, a sleeper. Like, have been, like, a part of my life more than I, and I think. I beat my first video game with Rich, freaking Contra. I beat Super Contra with Rich. Uh, for the first time and yeah I can't get rid of video games man because the same way I love movies like video games allows me to be in the movie with certain um, games comics they can go in the third slot Ooh, wow That's you can give it a long Halloween because I get to watch it Not yeah I ain't seen the version of it yet that's watchable no but I've seen inspirations in the dark night and the Batman. So I'm, I, would I'm, it still, would you still have the same appreciation? Maybe more. Cause I'm not comparing it to something better. Yeah. You can just take it as it is. Oh, that's interesting. As a matter of fact, I'll probably love wow. all the movies. Oh my God. Oh my God. If I got rid of all my, my comic book memories, I might actually enjoy this content. You love Man of Steel. You're like, Jack Schneider is the best. It's amazing. <laughs> My, my mind just blew. I'd never, it never occurred to me that maybe I was the problem. You might be the problem. Look, I love comic books, and it's almost like blasphemy to say that. But like I said, what got me to the dance was watching cartoons, watching Adam S. Play BB Batman. It wasn't the the com the comics came because I enjoyed the cartoons and the TV series. And then it's like I get to play Arkham Knight. So you telling me I get to watch Batman, play Batman? Yes, third on my list is reading Batman. That's got to be the third. Well, we know Lawrence doesn't like reading. I Batman. don't like to read. <laughs> you know, she's wild. <laughs> Yo, so I'm getting rid of uh, comics. Jack, you got rid of movies. I can't even believe that. Rich, you got rid of comics, which I I, I, I can definitely see. And Chris, I'm so confused by your answer. <laughs> I got rid of video games. <laughs> but like... You didn't have to put toys on the chopping block. But to, I to, but I'm telling you, I, I look, I understand the question. 
and I also don't care about your rules. But toys, <laughs> but for me, for the culture, for me, toys are such a huge factor. It's a big, it's it's the biggest factor for me out of everything. That's why I got so many damn toys. Fact. Do you guys see my closet now? I yeah. probably have like every one of us. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I probably have like Look, like thirty or forty unopened McFarland figures just toys, stacked to the ceiling. If toys was in the category, I would get rid of video games. Had to. Too many memories with these toys. Mm-hmm. Too many. I dog. I was going through my parents' box in the attic. My box. I was pulling out my Darkwing Duck action figures and vehicles. I went deep into the toys, dude. I don't oh. think I could get rid of toys either. What would you? Okay, let's put. If toys is on the list, what are you moving out? I, I would still move out. Movies, movies are still gone, but you still got to get rid of another one because now we got. You still got. We brought toys in. Toys uh, got to replace. I don't, something. I don't agree to play this game anymore. Too real. Jack's like, I can't get rid of comics. I just dropped a thousand dollars on this. <laughs> I can't get rid of comics. Fair, man. Fair. Yo, everyone's. I mean, that, that's not even a debate question, man. Because I think, I think all of us were like, I don't want to get rid of this. Like there, there wasn't an easy get rid of, but I respect y'all answers, man. Well, listen, anyone out there listening, hit us up on the gram. We want to know what your first memory is. What would you get rid of? You had to get rid of. Well, we'll make a post for it. If you had to get rid of one, what would you get rid of? And still be able to wake up the next morning feeling okay about life. You still being yourself. Are you still you after you get rid of? Not. How could you be? How could a person be if you got rid of a quarter of your experience? Man, hmm. dude, that's. Guys, great talk, man. I know this episode was a little different. It's our 50th on our 49th. We decided to just <laughs> peel the muffin cup back blue. And expose parts of ourselves to you. Pause. Um, <laughs> In a friendly, non-invasive kind of way. That's a different kind go. of podcast. Very friendly, non-invasive kind of way. Uh, Chris, I don't know what the recommendations would be, but do you have any recommendations? I actually do have some recommendations. I have, uh, if you're just jumping into Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk, what what five podcasts should you listen to first to get a feel of who we are and kind of what the show is about? Wow. I want to know what this answer is. Yes, please. So, So, no particular order. These are just some of my five most enjoyable that we were ourselves and you kind of get a feel for who we are. Number one, Tomorrow War. Yeah, you had to say that one. <laughs> that one. We had, we had a pre-podcast about it where we had a phone call about it and then we had a call about it and it was just, it was, it, look, it doesn't matter about the content. It matters about who we are and how we get on it. And I think Tomorrow War is a good We didn't really care for it, but we were no. like, it was an amazing conversation. It was, it was. Yes. Number two, a recent podcast, but I kind of felt it was one of our best ones in a long, long time was Death on the Nile. Ter- again, <laughs> terrible content, terrible content. But starting the, to see, but the sh- back and forth w- w- about it was just awesome. There's a common denominator here. Yeah. Well, no, I'm about to break it right now. Number three is the Batman. Mm. It was so powerful mm. us that I I had to see it late because I had prior commitments, but I rushed home and jumped on the podcast because it was so important that we talk about it. And I think it was it we it just went super long and it just worked out. And, it's a good one. That's a good one. Number four, Ghostbusters. I think we we got to our feels. That we talked us about the feels, man. It yeah. big time. We talked about a lot of nostalgia, and uh, yeah. And number five is uh, Back to the Future. It was one of the throwback episodes. I thought that was a good one 
for us such kind of anything any any podcast where either we're 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 really really going at it with each other or like tearing something apart or we're going to nostalgia or we're vibing i think that's what some of our strongest podcasts man those are those so if you're new to three brothers and this is you're just jumping in check out those five get a feel of who we are and what we're about hopefully listen to the rest of the other 45 episodes yes so download like subscribe leave a review it helps with the algorithm man we are on instagram we're on facebook we're on youtube we're dropping content all day every day we're celebrating our 50th episode on our 49th and what a pleasure it is to talk geek stuff with you gentlemen peace Oh, that's it. Oh, I was going to say same bad time, same bad channel. Oh, we'll get it in. <laughs> same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. <laughs> Busted mix makes me feel good. All fist hips. Get that dick on the street. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering what's going on, those are probably the most popular catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Chris's response was for all of them. Oh man, I hope y'all are having as much fun as we are. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>